All right, we are back this week for our predictions. I know we haven't had Isaiah back. He's down in Arizona enjoying the warm weather, much nicer than we've had here in North Carolina. And it's probably even been cold for Jackie Boy, who's our guest this week down in Tennessee. I don't know where he's at in Tennessee, but you are a Titans fan. We've kind of watched the Titans fall apart this season from what they were at the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year, they looked a lot better with Derrick Henry going. The defense, despite losing Harold Landry prior to the season, has been good all year long but what is your reaction to them starting Josh Dobbs at this point and what they did last night and then we'll get into the rest of our predictions this week definitely definitely well first I want to say of course thank you for having me on it's a pleasure to be on this show I made a video about it I didn't like the decision Malik really needs as much game time experience as he can get uh I know we were just resting the guys to have them rested to play the Jaguars next week but I didn't like the uh the decision to start Josh Dobbs that being said very happy with the way Josh Dobbs performed being a Tennessee Vols fan and a Titans fan it was very good to see the delusional side of me has given me a little hope little hope for next week yeah as as an outsider and i found myself become way more objective of a fan of the giants as i've you know gotten more into creating content on tiktok and it's it's nauseating seeing some of the delusional daniel jones supporters that i see that thinks he's the next coming of christ but when i look at the titans from an outsider's perspective someone who's not really a fan of the team to me it feels like a failure from the front office to roll out the receiving core that they have i mean outside of Traylon burks i don't really see what their plan from the beginning was I think that's severely limited them and it's something that I mentioned earlier in the season that I think you didn't really necessarily agree with but I think that's where they've really fallen short and I think that's the reason the GM's gone a big shout out to Mike Vrabel for even getting seven wins out of this team up to this point from my perspective at least I disagreed with the receiver take because I always said this is a running football team we don't really need Ace like a Justin Jefferson or Stephon Diggs. The offense runs through Derrick Henry. We just need guys out there that'll do the job. And uh, as the seasons progressed, the more games Traylon missed, and then the severe underperformance of Robert Woods and even Nick Westbrook Akine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I need a little crow on that. <laughs> I think it was just a misstep to put your faith in an, a Robert, an aging Robert Woods that's coming off that ACL injury and then Nikhil Westbrook-Akina and put all the faith in uh, Traylon Burks to be the number one guy as a rookie. That's my perspective on that. But two teams that have underperformed all se- oh, the Cardinals are the team that have underperformed. The Falcons overperformed early season, but they've kind of regressed back to earth. And when it comes to what we've seen this season, you never the Cardinals don't seem to finish games out whether it's Trace McSorley Colt McCoy Kyler Murray before his ACL injury they don't put a complete game together their offense is consistently underwhelming and they don't find a way to win games. They're not like the Vikings who have found ways to win all season. They're not like the Giants who, despite their severe lack of talent compared to most of the teams they're playing against, have found ways to win. The Cardinals have all the offensive talent in the world. James Conner, DeAndre Hopkins, James Dortch has shown flashes this season. Marquise Brown, before he got hurt at the beginning there, was incredible. They find a way to lose games, and the Falcons... Like I said, don't have the greatest roster. We're doing good at the beginning of the year and have returned back to earth. So with a battle between Colt McCoy starting coming off that injury and Desmond Ritter, I'm not excited. I'm expecting it to be 
that exciting of a game at all. But I think the Cardinals pull it out because they have more receiving weapons. And I think they have more potential to put up points against this Falcons defense. I can't really disagree with anything you said. I have personal connections to the Falcons when it comes to, you know, Marcus Mariota. Arthur Smith is down there doing a phenomenal job with what he has. But I've really not been high on the Falcons at all outside of like a three-week stretch. And with the Cardinals, you know, the jokes about Kyler being caught addicted. Cliff Kingsbury, he should have been fired last year, even though they made the playoffs. But that being said, I can't pick the Falcons. I have to pick the Cardinals in like a 15 to 12 game. It's going to be an <laughs> ugly game to watch. It's not going to be fun. And like you said, the Cardinals, they continue to fall victim to Cliff Kingsbury's inability to inspire the, the offense and certainly the defense. The defense should have been much better than it than it has been. And moving on to an NFC North matchup, the Bears versus the Lions. The Justin Fields fanboy in me wants to pick the Bears to win this game. I want to see them play spoiler to the Detroit Lions and I want to see Justin Fields kind of add an exclamation point to his season where we've seen him make a ton of strides in this game compared to who he was at the end of last year I want to see that happen but when it comes down to it this is a Lions team that is better basically on every position on the field they have their defense has kind of come on a little bit their offense has shown the ability to be elite in certain points and when you're playing a Bears defense that is, is uh let's say just say talent deficient at a lot of different places it opens up the Lions passing game and opens up their running game and I think they're going to be able to put up points on the Bears the Bears all, the only thing they have on the lines is Justin Fields' rushing ability they don't have the receiver talent they don't have the talent on defense they don't have the offensive line talent to block Aiden Hutchinson so I think the Lions win this game in relatively easy fashion they're looking to make that playoff push as they look towards their week 18 matchup with the Packers which is gearing up to certainly be interesting see I'm the same way with you. I've fallen in love with Justin Fields, the way he plays, especially picked him up in fantasy, and he scored like 42 points three weeks straight. Uh, the dude is absolutely killing it, but he is that entire offense, and that just does not bode well in this league, and especially against a team who is fighting for a playoff spot, who has a coach like MCDC, who, like you said, when they are clicking... They are clicking at a very high level on offense. Jared Goff has found some revival in his career in that offense. I love the young pieces they have. You know, I'm a big division games. Weird shit always happens. The Legion of Boom always struggled against the Rams. We always struggle against the Texans for some reason. But I'm with you. I think the Lions I think the Lions pull this out. I don't see the Bears maybe coming within four or five, but... I can't really see them coming any closer. Yeah, unless you're the Tom Brady Patriots during the Patriots prime, t divisional games, and then with the Patriots, there's always the Dolphins at the end of the season that were able to get one over on them. So when it comes down to divisional games, that tends to happen. And now we move on to uh, AFC South divisional games. It doesn't really matter what happens in this one because the Jaguars and Titans week 18, that's going to wind up who wins the division. And I've seen this opinion thrown around a good bit that people think, you know, the Texans are going to pull one out. They've been playing well. They've been doing some weird shit with their three quarterback system. And the Jaguars don't have to win this week. All they need to do is go into week 18 healthy and beat a Titans team that's not going to be any healthier. Ryan Tannehill is all... Is it all of a sudden going to be back? And 
I don't think that really matters. There's still something left for the Jaguars to play for this week. If they win this game and lose week 18, there's still a small chance they clinch the wild card. So when you have that into consideration, and then Doug Peterson is a head coach, I don't think Doug is looking to lose a game on purpose when he probably wants to build some momentum as his first year as a head coach making the playoffs and then possibly making a playoff run. So I, I don't expect the Jaguars to sit anyone. I don't think they're going to sit anyone in the second half. Everyone's going to play, and he's said as much. And I think the Jaguars win this one in relatively convincing fashion as they look to secure it in Week 18. Well, you you alluded to it. Doug Peterson isn't with the meaningless games thing. He's not going to sit anybody. Yeah, the Texans have kept it close with a couple great teams, beat us last week, but the Jaguars are just so much better. I I love Lovey Smith. You know, I love some of the guys they have over there, but it's a bad team, and the Jaguars are looking to continue this train going into Jacksonville next week to win that AFC South title. Doug Peterson is going to have them ready. Like I said, he's not with the meaningless games. I think the Jaguars win this one easily. Like I said, it doesn't make sense to me when they increase their chances slightly at being a wild card team there. So if they do lose, we're going to see a, um, a 500 team in the playoffs from the AFC South. Now, a matchup that was supposed to be a lot more exciting at the beginning of the season. Everyone thought, myself included, even though I thought they'd be the worst team in the division, that the Broncos weren't going to be this bad. I thought they'd be competitive. I thought the AFC West was going to be a lot more competitive than it has been. It's been the Chiefs, the Chargers have been all right, and then the Raiders and Broncos have been relatively awful. So with this game, the Broncos coming off a loss where they give up 51 points to a Rams offense whose entire team's on the IR. There's just not much to say. Nathaniel Hackett was fired. It seems like there's turmoil within that locker room. The Chiefs should be able to put up about 40 points. They're not going to let them get back into the game like they did when they played a couple weeks ago. So I expect the Chiefs to have a big game finishing out the season strong. You see, this is where the some interesting storylines come into play. We've seen interim head coaches come in this year, whether it be you know when Matt Rule got fired on the Panthers, when Frank Wright got fired on the Colts teams getting an interim head coach they start making a little noise and then they die off a little bit plus this is a divisional game plus it was kept very close in their first matchup i think that it's a sexy upset it's a very tempting upset to pick but i i can't as you alluded to the main reason being that locker room is on fire right now teammates are fighting teammates people are saying russell wilson disassociates himself from the rest of the team that it is just an entire not like urban meyer bad but it's pretty bad and i you can't you can't pick that over a andy reed coached Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think uh, an interim head coach, I know we talked about Jeff Saturday bringing some life to that locker room, but look who they were playing that week. The Raiders and Josh McDaniels, who may just be the worst hire in the, over the last three years besides Nathaniel Hackett. It's not going to all of a sudden make Russell Wilson be able to outrun defensive ends like he has been in the past. It's not all of a sudden going to allow him to read the defense like he seemed to completely forget how to do. So I don't see the Broncos being competitive. It sounds like you don't as well. I think it it should be an easy win. Should be. (laughs) You know what happens with should be's in this league. (laughs) Every single week, there's one where I say they should. Week one, I'm going to rub it in a little bit. We thought the Titans, it should be a win. And then the the Giants pull off a one-point victory. Something I certainly wasn't expecting at the time. I'm still salty over Randy missing that field goal. (laughs) 
Anyway, Dolphins versus Patriots. And there's all this to his concussion news. There's all this controversy about whether or not he should play the rest of the season. He's certainly not going to be playing this week. And I don't like how people seem to kind of allude to the fact that they think the Dolphins are screwed. Teddy Bridgewater, in my opinion, is probably the best backup quarterback in the NFL. There's not a lot of names you can slide in behind him where you'd say, oh, I'd rather have him be my backup if my quarterback goes down. I think the talent gap between him and Tua is smaller than pretty much any other starter and backup quarterback in the NFL, unless we're talking about a team like the Texans who just have three backup quarterbacks. I don't think that's going to hurt them as much as other teams might, other fans of other teams might like to believe that are fans of some wild card teams vying for a wild card spot. And he's going to be able to get the ball to Tyreek Hill. He's going to be able to get the ball to Waddle. And it's going to be enough to beat this Patriots team that's led by Matt Patricia, one of the worst coordinators in the NFL. Mac Jones, who has completely fallen off a cliff from his rookie season and I think the Dolphins should win this one now of course there is always the possibility that Bill Belichick works some weird defensive magic scores two defensive touchdowns and they get maybe even a special teams touchdown I don't see that happening I think Teddy Bridgewater is good enough to beat this team and I think the Dolphins make the playoffs more of a reality for themselves well I definitely think you hit it on the head it's Teddy Bridgewater and Jacoby Brissett on the best backups in the league right now. In my predictions video that I posted on TikTok, I picked the Dolphins to win without fully knowing if Tua was playing or not. And it is still a drop off from Tua to Teddy, but you're right. Teddy is a very, very, very capable backup. But I believe it's in New England, correct? It is in New England. Oh, man. The Dolphins coming to New England. Belichick versus a first-year head coach. Belichick versus a backup quarterback. I think I'm going to take the bit of an upset. I think I'm going to go Patriots over here. I love Teddy. You know, of course, Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, they're doing their thing. That Dolphins defense is nothing to nothing to sneeze at. But I think the Patriots find some kind of witchcraft on that defense and do just enough on offense to beat the Dolphins this week. Well, I will say if they continue to involve Kendrick Bourne more in their offense, that might help him out. For some reason, he's been in the doghouse all season long. I think that will definitely elevate the Patriots' ability to win. And they are in New England, so that will help them a great deal. Next game, Eagles versus Saints. If the Eagles do not win this week, there's still potential for them to lose the one seed. And I think that's something they really want to lock down. If I were the Eagles, I don't return Jalen Hurts for this game because Gardner Minshew is going to be able to do enough to beat Andy Dalton. If you don't have enough faith in your roster to beat this Saints team with Gardner Minshew, you have a problem. Gardner Minshew in his first start this year against the Cowboys defense, which have a good pass rush. They have a solid defense, although it hasn't been as good as it was at the beginning of the season. If he's able to put up 34 points against them, you should be able to trust him to go in, beat the Saints, help you secure that one seed. That way you're able to get a bye week in the playoffs, maybe even give Jalen Hurts another week of rest before he has to come back and play. Let's see, Gardner Minshew is another one of those guys where He's one of the backups where you would love to have him as a backup on your team. He comes in and he plays really well. He played really well against the Cowboys. Just a couple of plays didn't go the right way, and that was unfortunate. But you're right. This Eagles team is way too good to lose to the Saints. I don't care that's in New Orleans. Uh, Jalen Hurts being 
out doesn't really make a difference to me. I got the Eagles by 10, 15 points. I don't think this is going to be a game. Especially with the Saints questionable coaching. I mean, the head coach is answering questions about why Alvin Kamara hasn't been in on third downs, which you think, easy answer. One of the best pass catching backs in the league is going to be a three down back. So that hasn't quite made that much sense. And this this is going to be one of the more interesting matchups I think we have this week. Panthers versus Buccaneers. The Panthers showed last week, and I think they've shown ever since they traded Christian McCaffrey, they don't really need him when it comes to running the football. Dante Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, their entire backfield was great last week. They were phenomenal. And I think they're going to be able to do something like that this week against the Buccaneers. They're going to get some type of rushing attack going. Sam Darnold, since he's finally taken over for Baker Mayfield and PJ Walker and the quarterback carousel that was going on for seven or eight weeks, he has actually been not all that bad. So I will not be shocked if the Panthers put on a dominant rushing performance, are able to limit Tom Brady's offense, who hasn't really been all that good they haven't really tried to turn really turn that corner like i think we're all expecting them to do at some point so i won't be shocked if that happens but there is no way Tom Brady is going to let Sam Darnold send him home packing and possibly his last season. Who knows if he's going to play this year? I can't pick against Brady. There's no way I'm going to pick uh, Darnold over Brady and basically a win and get in game for the most part. So I'm picking the Buccaneers. I won't be shocked if the outcome and we're looking back hindsight 2020 that the Panthers have a dominant rushing attack and win. I really, I really got to soak that up because I was big on Dante Foreman when he came in and filled in uh, for Derrick Henry last season he did a phenomenal job and i'm glad he's getting the spotlight this year when cmc got traded uh but all season i think you're with me i was never a big butts bucks guy even when they went on that little win streak i just i did i don't like todd bowles as a head coach i think tom brady has taken a huge step backwards that wide receiving core has taken a huge step backwards and that defense is not as good as that super bowl team it's not even close to where that Super Bowl team was. Panthers have found a little juice, and Sam Darnold is in that little honeymoon phase where he'll give you four or five good weeks of like, oh my God, can this dude actually start in the NFL? And I think he's in that state right now. I I truly believe the Panthers come in and beat the Buccaneers on Sunday. I said the Panthers were a sleeper playoff team with Baker. I've had to eat crow on that, but <laughs> I, I they won't let me down this week. Well, like I said, if if Tom Brady wasn't a factor in this, I've been burned so many times picking against Brady. I just can't do it in this one. I'm not, I can't, I feel like I'm going to, maybe, maybe it's even wishful thinking. I'm reverse jinxing him. That way he maybe loses this game. I just can't, I can't pick, I can't pick against him at this point. And now this is a kind of a really interesting situation. We've got the Browns versus the commanders and Deshaun Watson is so lucky. Russell Wilson has been as bad as he has been because that's, completely distracted from the fact how bad Deshaun Watson has been and that he's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL as well. Over four games a season, 69 quarterback rating, has thrown more interceptions than he has touchdowns. He hasn't looked like a competent quarterback at all. He hasn't looked like a top five quarterback like we saw when he was a start in the NFL over 700 days ago. And if there's any people that are going to defend the narrative 700 days off, he's a little rusty, he's going to get back to it. Michael Vick spent two years in prison and was better at 30 years old then Deshaun Watson is at 27 after a full offseason, full season learning the playbook and getting back onto the field. So 
I think he just sucks at this point. He really is going to be a worse quarterback than Carson Wentz, who's starting for the Commanders this week. Carson Wentz get a li- gets a little bit too much flack sometimes. I think he's good, not great, can be awful at times. It, Carson Wentz is who he is. So I think Carson Wentz is going to make plays with finally a fully healthy wide receiver core for the Commanders. Jahan Dotson is finally back. Uh, I think Curtis Samuel's healthy. Terry McLaurin's healthy. So Deshaun Watson's going to struggle, and the Commanders are going to make the NFC East one step closer to having three teams in the playoffs. I haven't been able to catch much Browns games uh, since Deshaun, <laughs> and I think that's been a little on purpose. I don't really want to see him on the field, but the little clips I have seen, he's definitely not the Deshaun he was in Houston. That Browns offense like a lot of people don't want to hear it it's better with Jacoby Brissett under center it really is I haven't been a big Carson guy since the Eagles but I have to give it to the commanders I just I cannot pick the Browns especially with the way Deshaun and that offense is performing love Nick Chubb big DPJ guy Jack Conklin over there miss him dearly on the offensive line but I have to I have to pick the commanders even their rushing attack with nick chubb has been worse since deshaun watson kind of stepped onto the field from which you wouldn't expect when he added more mobile quarterback to the mix so 49ers raiders i don't have much to say about this game the raiders betrayed Derek carr if you follow me on tiktok you, you see my take on that they're starting jared stidbum they're they're benching all their veterans they're getting a look at young players when they don't even have a first round pick this year so the 49ers should blow them out of the water brock purdy probably going to have his best game of the season should be an easy win for the 49ers as they hope the Eagles lose this week so maybe they can get that one seed. Yeah, this is just a game for the 49ers to intimidate the rest of the NFC. <laughs> you already know Tay's going to be a little pissy for Derek Carr getting benched. He already is showing signs of him being very upset that Derek Carr got benched. Jared Stidham, cool. He was a good Auburn quarterback. Nothing in the league. And the Raiders are already a big pile of nothing. I don't see this being close in the slightest. Like you said, Brock Purdy might throw 500 yards. That defense might have three picks and two fumble recoveries. This is going to be horrendous. I got a couple mutuals who are Raiders fans. Hate saying that. Love them to death. <laughs> but this is this is going to be hideous. Well, I like the Raiders because I, I liked Derek Carr. He's not playing now. I like Darren Waller. I like Devontae Adams. <laughs> but there's not much to like about what they're going to do in this game now i think this is the most exciting game we're going to have talked about up to this point in the podcast the jets versus seahawks this has the potential to be wildly entertaining both teams are on the edge of making a playoff berth when i think no one really expected them to be there heading into the season maybe some people expected the jets to be there but there's also people that thought zach wilson was a good quarterback winning it in for both teams i could see this game going either way mike white is on the field we're not going to have to watch zach wilson another week i'm pretty sure he's been benched and isn't going to even be dressing for the game so when it comes down to what is going to happen i think the seahawks are going to pull this one out because they have the better offense they have the better receiving weapons two top 25 guys they have the better running back and the jets defense while it is one of the top five in the nfl i don't think their offense is going to be there to keep up with what the seahawks are capable of doing now it could happen, but ever since the Jets lost Brees Hall, their offense doesn't have the juice, and it's really been the Garrett Wilson show. I think the Seahawks win this one. I think it's going to be an exciting game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout or anything, but the Seahawks should pull this out with Geno Smith. It, it broke my heart seeing Brees go down. It broke That dude was so fun to watch, killing it in fantasy. I cannot wait for him to come back next season and really show what he's made of. That defense is incredible. What they, The base they have have 
in New York right now on the Jets. The Giants too, but the Jets is what we're focusing on. That is a really good base for a really good team in the future, but it all comes down to the quarterback. Mike White is such a hot and cold guy. He's a he's a backup quarterback. I hate it when people are trying to make him into a franchise quarterback this season and last season when he had that good stretch of games. I do think it's going to be close. I think the Seahawks are going to pull it off by two or three points but like you said i think the seahawks got this yeah and you just mentioned the giants and i just realized i completely skipped over the giants and colts game so that is my bad there now i'll throw this game in briefly now because i completely missed it giants and colts a lot of people have kind of and i've seen giants fans kind of peddle this narrative because they want to prop up daniel jones but especially later in the season i don't think the giants wide receiver core is all that bad isaiah hodgins has really stepped up kind have made a name for himself i've always pounded the table for darius slayton i think he's one of the more underrated guys in the nfl and if they had a true number one guy i think that wide receiver core is very solid just my opinion, maybe a homer take because I think Dar- I like Darius Slayton way more than other people. And I like what I've seen from Isaiah Hodgins. But that doesn't matter because that's kind of some more offseason talk. So when it comes to what they're going to do against the Colts, the Colts are a mess. Jeff Saturday, he had that nice little showing against the Raiders who happen to be more dysfunctional than the Colts somehow. The Giants should win this one. They're the best coach team in the NFL, in my opinion, with what they've gotten out of their talent. They have more talent than the Colts. Certainly the better quarterback. Weird to say Daniel Jones is better than the other team quarterback and i i think they they should win that game now with the giants i always say should and then you know in the back of my head i'm thinking they're gonna fuck me but you never i I don't know well it just goes back to me you know the should be's in this league are never are never guarantees uh but you're right the giants are better in every single aspect outside of maybe the offensive line and even then that Colts offensive line has not been what it should be this season I think the Giants should handle this pretty pretty easily and there's nothing really there's nothing really more to say I'm happy to see it fuck the Colts but <laughs> yeah the, the, the Colts their fan base <laughs> is can be a different breed at times especially early prior to the season starting when they were telling me that they were going to be some world beaters next up vikings versus packers this is isaiah's team they have won every single close game they've been in this season and if they don't blow the packers out it's going to be a close one because the packers don't possess the ability to run away with games their backfield i'm pretty sure aj Dillon's dealing with some type of injury aaron jones is dealing with some type of injury christian watson the most explosive player on their offense is dealing with a hip injury and may not even play this week so just due to the fact that it the packers have all those injuries they don't have the ability to run away with the game and the vikings record in close games i fully expect them to win this one even though you know we're not it's not 1 p.m that that may uh hurt kirk a little bit and the game is going to be in lambo but i, I think the vikings should pull it out just because of what the packers got going on on offense right now see i have to take a massive massive w where i can get them i got laughed at for saying the vikings were going to run away with the north this year and they're running away with the north this year there's not really much to say the packers are a complete talentless shit show <laughs> that's that's it that's it of course like <laughs> It being later in the afternoon doesn't bode well for Kirk, but it's not prime time's uh, run away with this pretty, pretty soundly. It is Aaron Rodgers. 
You can never count them out, but those receivers barely know how to get to football. I'm picking the Vikings all day. Yeah, it's not an it's not an 8 p.m. It's not an 8 p.m. game. So hopefully Kirk is still able to make it through that uh, national nationally televised audience. Rams versus Chargers, both LA teams. I think heading into the season, this is another game that most expected to be a big matchup late in the season with playoff implications. And Justin Herbert's finally going to be in the playoffs. And much like the rest of my picks, the Chargers are not going to settle. There is a big difference between between the Chargers getting to play the AFC South versus having to play uh, who they have to play Cincinnati, Kansas City, or Buffalo, they want that five seed and they are going to try and get it. So I ex- fully expect them to blow the Rams out of the water. Maybe they start sitting people because they're winning by so much. And with all the injuries the Rams have, I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to um, show out like he has in some games over his short Rams tenure. I don't think that's going to happen. And I think the Chargers are red hot. They're going to get this win and they're really looking to secure that five seeds so they get to play whoever wins the AFC South. Absolutely. Uh, as much as I love this little Baker renaissance because I'm a big Baker guy, I, do, I don't see them pulling out against the red hot chargers who do have who are fighting desperately for that fifth seed i actually i think it's probably going to be a little closer than chargers fans want it to be but i think the chargers pull this out four or five points yeah i i i think most will have them winning um <laughs> if they lose that'll be a real shock and we'll just <laughs> give emmanuel acha more ammo for that weird social media quarterback that he's been peddling <laughs> yeah, him and justin herbert is like skip and lebron it's disgusting (laughs) it doesn't even make sense (laughs) now with the steelers and ravens this is my dynamic take of the week the steelers are going to find a way to beat the ravens despite the fact matt canada may is only rivaling matt patricia for the title of worst play caller in the nfl this season the steelers offense has been completely uninventive they haven't had much to them but ever since tj watt has been back on the field their defense has been phenomenal they have been great teams can't be put anywhere they haven't been able to put up 20 points since tj watt has been back so since the fact the steelers only lost by two to the ravens the last time they played them and mitch trubisky was a starter instead of kenny pickett i think the steelers find a way to win this game and they're going to keep that push and keep that mike tomlin above 500 record streak alive or 500 and above record streak well like you said i believe mike tomlin is just absolutely allergic to losing seasons that defense has been playing phenomenal since tj watt got back it's tremendous the impact that dude has on that entire defense the offense like you said the play calling is god awful but they have just enough talent to make up for it to score just enough for that defense to kind of drag them to victories week after week and the ravens are dead in the water without lamar without lamar that offense is almost horrible it really is so give me the Steelers as well bit of an upset I I guess I don't <laughs> that but and Mark Andrews has been himself their receiver room um I, Isaiah really talked about it prior to the season they've been hurting from not having Marquise Brown on the field because Rashad Bateman hasn't been out there and everyone tried to tell us and tell him that you know uh Devin Duvernay was it is a poor Shea that's there is trying to tell us that that's going to be enough to get the job done in Baltimore it's not enough maybe if Rashad Bateman is out there may maybe if Mark Andrews is healthy that trade was worth it but right now I think that's really hurt them just the way injuries have played out
out for them this season. Bills versus Bengals, most exciting game of the week. Uh, I think best teams playing this week as far as uh, talent and caliber and what they've done this season. And these are two teams that could potentially meet in the AFC Championship. Whichever the team wins, I won't be shocked. Both have a top three quarterback in the NFL. Both have a top five offense in the NFL. Bills defense went healthy. I venture to say is probably better than the Bengals. But when it comes down to this game, I think it's going to be which quarterback doesn't make a mistake. And all season long, that's been Joe Burrow. That hasn't been Josh Allen. Josh Allen's had five or so games this year where he hasn't looked like the Josh Allen we normally expect to see out there on the field. Joe Burrow, week in and week out, he's been dominant. He's kind of uh, reinforced this season that he is that guy. All their receivers are healthy. Uh, Joe Mixon is healthy. P. Ryan's healthy. Their offensive line we know has never been all that great, but I don't think that should matter, especially since Von Miller isn't out there and he hasn't been out there for a couple weeks. So I think Josh Allen's going to make one key mistake. Joe Burrow isn't going to make any, and I expect the Bengals to win. I hate how much we've agreed on this podcast. I know. Isaiah watching this back is going to be pissed off. <laughs> I just... I. Uh, the Bills are another team where they're a very good team, but I'm not totally sold on a Super Bowl run for this team. And the Bengals just have something about them. Joe Burrow has just has something about them where he, you can't pick against them. The Bengals team is such a special, special team. And I just, I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe strongly in the Bills, but I believe a lot in the Bengals. That defense keeps outshining every expectation put on them. Joe Burrow keeps beating everybody. I said he was better than Herbie. People got on to me. I think it's still a debate, but I think he is still leading that debate. But all that, all that to say, I think the Bengals take this away. I don't think easily because it is the Bills, but I do think they run away with this. I think Josh Allen's going to make one of those red zone interceptions. And I think that's going to what allow the Bengals to win. The Bengals always seem to keep fighting and playing relatively mistake-free football. So that has been this week's podcast. Thank you to Jackie Boy for filling in for Isaiah this week. His links will be down in the description below. Be sure to go check him out. He makes content over on TikTok. I'm going to hopefully convince him to post more on YouTube. I got some ad advice for him there. So we will see you guys in the next one. Thank you for Jackie coming on. and. We'll see you guys next week.